0: Hello everyone, my name is George Gabriel and I'm a partner at 3Plus Consulting. I'm joined today by my colleague Craig Edwards as we continue our podcast series on Workday Prism. In the first episode, we discussed what Workday Prism is and what it isn't and heard how it enables Workday to become a data hub for your business. In this episode, we wanted to work out that once we have the data into workday what can we do with it
1: yeah sure and I, and I think that's 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 a great question george and and obviously the question that that most people want to ask once once we've managed to ingest this the sort of external data and combine it with with internal data in workday what really can we get out of it and there's kind of two sections to it one i think is from a historical perspective and and two is probably from an operational perspective by historical i mean You know, a lot of workday migrations, in fact, every workday migration, you know, the org structures, a lot of our history, it's a point in time and we start to build history once we've gone live. And, um, you know, I think. Prism allows us to take that historical data in and allows us to report on it. So I think there's a great win there in terms of historical data where a lot of customers struggle. And I think the second thing is an operational perspective. How can we understand that data in Workday by pulling in operational data that we don't necessarily hold in Workday? Uh, it could be stuff like graduate data. It could be stuff like, um, you know, who's been, uh, being at made risk, who's been put at risk of being made redundant. Um, it could be costs relating to people. Uh, you know, So we might have cost centers, but we could actually overlay that data with specific costs to work out how much we are spending across the organization, be that in you know, recruitment or loss through severance, et cetera. So there's there's many ways we can start to build uh, a, a real value add of the data and workday, not just understand basic attrition, uh, you know, time to hires, things like that, uh, but we really start to get some feel and true metric out of that data. And I think a lot of companies are doing that, but they're not doing that in Workday. They're, they're taking that out into, and like we said in the first episode, data lakes, data hubs, outside of Workday, and that reporting becomes key decision-makers like go to. Um, and I think work, this is Workday's answer to that very question. So it sounds a bit different to some of the more
0: traditional modules of Workday, where there's a best back practice approach of rolling out recruitment or learning. And of course, there's variations of that, but it's really the same sort of structure. Prism seems a lot more open-ended.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, um, and I, th- I think it is open in it. I think it depends on how you approach um, a deployment um, of Prism. I think it can be extremely quick. It's ex- extremely fast tool for time to market. You know, um, depends on the use case. But I've done a use case where we started on the Monday and it was finished and ready by the Friday. You know, it it depends on how quick you can get it. But I think you need to have the right structures in place and the understanding and the the correct setup for how people actually go about designing something and implementing it. And I think that's the important part of really understanding what you're doing. And um, once you have that knowledge and that understanding of it, it it really is extremely fast time to market tool. It's brilliant.
0: And what are the some of the favorite use cases you have for things that you've put into place for your customers?
1: Yeah, sure. I think the the one that I really enjoyed, um, and I think it was really relevant when it came to COVID and and what happened in the market around COVID, um, was a redeployment tool that we we developed. Uh, And basically what happened was in this organization that I was working for, they had a big problem where a lot of people were being lost uh, due to restructures in organizations. You know, um, a change in how they wanted to approach certain things, and people were, were made risk. Well, were, we're being made redundant to to call it to call it as it is, and the the company was paying a lot in severance costs for these people. And what they found through some of their own reporting was a lot of these guys were leaving getting paid a serious severance payment and coming back three to six months later, incurring a recruitment cost to come do a different skill. So, you know, we built a use case where we looked at, Um, how we could redeploy these people that were being made at risk into jobs that were available within Workday today. So we did a bit of a job matching thing where we built that in Prism and we started to get a bit of a rating structure so we could really understand who was a good fit for open positions that were in uh, the organization at that point in time. And it it allowed us to do quick invites with these people based on existing functionality and things like recruitment. So we started to pull different angles of what Workday had to offer, but we could bring in data that we didn't have and worked there and use existing data to really match people to amazing jobs that they probably would never have seen before and you know got redeployed within this organization and one, saved a lot of money in severance, but two, kept the skills within that organization.
0: Fantastic. That sounds great. Just having that immediate return on investment so quickly out of the use case that you just put in. How do you find that Prism works within a customer's existing tenant and their alongside their current configuration?
1: Yeah, I think I think it fits for for what you want, right? And I think that's where the beauty is. It's it's a canvas where you really, you know, it's it's how you want to represent it. You know, you've got a lot of functions that they've built into Prism. It's very sort of SQL type kind of um, coding and logic that you can apply to the data. That I think. You, not that you can't do it with calculated field. That's not to say that, but I think you know we, we've all gone down the loop, the loop of calculated field and calculated field and calculated field. And I think this allows a lot more logical structure and refinement of the data. So you know it, it allows us to be very specific about what we want and and a bit more a bit more freedom in how we can transform and manipulate that data to really show and represent something that's happening. You know, and I think in work that we 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 can report on that. And that's not to say we can't. But we tend to get these really complex and a lot of people say messy or or nasty is a word I've heard, calculated fields. I think in prism, you know, a logical case statement that you can build quite easily uh, does the job just as easily. And it's so much easier to maintain and look after and fix. Thanks, Craig. That's some fantastic insight. And
0: thank you, everyone, for listening to this second episode in our series. In the third episode, we're going to be discussing the future of Prism and how we see our customers using it going forward.